everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core. We talk about video games for the core gamer. That's who we are. We like PC games a lot, so tuck in for that. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We have a lot to talk about this week. I would like us all, please, class, please uh, put your books back and stand for the national anthem. Uh, I pledge allegiance to Bioware, who will screw us over for one week before they put out a patch thus nullifying all of the reasons why you would put a game out early for people who paid more money for it. Amen. There you go. That's the anthem for Amen. the week. Thank you. Or omen. <laughs> kind of an omen, yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the show. We are going to dive right in and talk about Anthem a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is a Bioware product created over there at uh, under the wings of EA. That's Electronic Arts. It's in the game. And uh, we've been pretty touchy-feely with those guys lately because of apex legends and so uh i feel like in a weird way uh i probably got pushed into playing anthem because we were playing apex and because their premiere membership was kind of uh attractive to me and i'll get to that in a minute i got a whole bunch to say about that subscription and what it might be doing to my brain but um but Anthem, it came out a week early for those who either paid a bunch more for special editions of the game or for people who subscribe to the Premier Origin PC service. Uh, I don't know how they got it early any other way on consoles except for like the $80. That EA program exists on consoles. It's a different one though, right? Separate it, uh, deal? The separate sign-up? I think it has the same name, but yeah, I think it might be signed up differently. It's it's roughly the same thing though. Yeah, it works the same. I just don't think it's cross compatible where or not compatible cross platform the way Microsoft's Game Pass is. So Game Pass is Xbox One and PC where the games sort of exist in a in both ecosystems. You can play both and pay that one fee. It's a pretty good deal, I think, actually. It's the closest thing to Netflix for gaming that probably exists in a major way. This thing has EA access on consoles, and I think this one's just called EA origins pr- premiere it's whatever it is premiere. Yeah. Uh, it might be all these words combined ea origins access premiere but the idea is similar it's like hey everybody come play ea games for one flat rate and if you pay the higher tier you get access to the bigger games in the vault which includes all of their big stuff plus all their add-on content for their big games and then way more third-party stuff than i actually knew i had no idea they had well, I mean, how long have we, we? How much have we spent in Origin in the last five, seven years? Nothing. I don't go in there. It's a freaking butthole. No one goes to Origin. Like, why would you go there? But suddenly, I'm in there, and they got all these other options. So one of them was, if you got a Premier membership, which is fifteen dollars a month, you could start playing Anthem, this brand new Bioware, you know, shooting, tooting, rooting, tooting game. You could play it a week early before anybody else, before the official release. And so I thought, well, I'll do that for fifteen. Like, I can cancel any time. It's, like, not that big a deal. It seems like something to try. I'm already doing Apex stuff. Oh, and if you do the premiere thing, you get extra Apex stuff. So you get some, whatever they're called, the robot boxes and the um, uh, skins and stuff. So I thought, well, sure, let's let's do all that. So I did that, and I hopped in, and I enjoyed some very, very, very long load times. Like, I don't know what to compare them to. A little bit like... Uh, you know you're on that flight and there's real bad turbulence and you don't know if you're going to land. You might die up there. It felt like it was taking that long. 
for that 20 minute landing or uh, better uh, for me recently when my daughter was in labor and uh, the hospital there pushing on a, pushing a kid out of her, out of her junk, you know? And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, stories everyone can relate to. Right. But it was like that hour of sitting out in the waiting room, not knowing what was going on, hearing emergency calls for C-sections that weren't her, but we didn't know. Like, that's how the the load. OK, maybe I'm overselling it, but the load times yeah. at Anthem are bad. Maybe a little long on the sell there. I would maybe try to say it as it's long enough for you to go. Well, gee, these load times are long yeah. and then go and it's still going. Yeah. And then go. Did something break? Mm-hmm. Am I and locked then up? Go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's done. Yeah. Is it locked? Oh, no, it's still moving. Oh, did it stop moving? Oh, now it says it's ready. Where'd my audio go? Well, I guess I'll reboot because I heard there was an audio bug and then I'll relaunch it and then we'll see if the bug goes away. But then I'll sit through the same nine loading screens to get anywhere I want to go. And what's even better if you you join a public uh, thing and uh, they're already in, right? It's already in progress. So you're like, oh, uh, I better catch up to them. And the screen says, hurry up and catch up to those guys. Well, they're far enough ahead that now they've clicked on a thing that takes them to the next stage, which is a load screen, and I'm loading again. Whether yep, I don't awful. have to push the button. And then I finally load in, and it says, hurry up and catch up to them. And then one of them finishes whatever they're doing and hits another load screen, and I load into the screen. Like, this actually happened live on a stream, so I have proof that it happened. It maybe was an out an outlier or a little bit of one, but they got big issues with that stuff. Now, bugs aside... We'll talk about what we actually think about the game for a second. But all you heard all week from EA was, well, don't worry, we have a day one patch coming out next Friday. Mm-hmm. And they've been saying this for a whole week. Day one patch, day one patch. Tons of stuff to fix, don't worry. Oh, yeah, that bug, we're aware of it. I say on social media. Don't worry, though, it's right up there on the list of our day one patch. What the hell was the point of a week access to people who paid more money to have the privilege and or signed up for your service uh, for a month what 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 did you do that for? What was the point of that? So I'd like to at least can we just massage that for a minute and see if we can get it I to two question? Yeah, I have go a ahead. question. Yeah. Do I as a premier customer, this isn't clear, do I still get to play Anthem yeah. after launch? Yeah, as long as yeah. you wanna as long as you pay as long as you're a monthly subscriber, think of it as so, World of Warcraft. You just get to play okay. it as long as you want. I just I wasn't clear if it was just for early access and then I had to pay eighty bucks when it launched or if I get it for the full month whether or not I paid. Yeah, you get it in perpetuity if you continue to subscribe. As long as I have an act okay. Yeah. So th- that's way different than if I had to buy it. Right. My impression is there's a lot of people that are not gonna spend eighty bucks on on Anthem. Because it's going to have tepid response, and they knew it. And so, like, they know that the game the game is in this, what state the game is when it's coming out. So the plan is launch Apex. Hopefully it does well. Did well. Mm-hmm. I bought the pass mainly on the strength of getting free stuff in Apex. Mm-hmm. Then I've got the pass anyways. I can try out Anthem, and now I'm playing it for a month. Yeah. And I can make the choice. I might never buy it then if I stick around. If I Let's say I'm like, Origin Access is great. I'll never buy Anthem. Well, they're going to get my 80 bucks eventually for Anthem uh, because it's a monthly service. Right. And that way they're tricking people into spending 
$20 to play an $80 game, except it could turn in. I think, that, yeah, I think this is calculated. Well, all they know it, what they've launched. If, if all you want to do is go and play Anthem and that's all you ever came there for, then yeah, I could see that $15 a month fee. It would eventually equal 80 or more dollars. And then you've paid for Anthem and then some, and they've suckered you. But, uh, anyone who does that is insane. They should just buy the game. But they, they've got to, they've got to be looking at a subscription like the way Netflix does. It isn't about, it's not about getting the $80. It's about getting your sub. And a lot of people forget to cancel subs. I Twitch mm-hmm. Prime like four months longer than I was supposed to, <laughs> uh, for example. Yeah. And and I've had Netflix not used it for four months. Be like, I really should can't. Like, I do it all the time. That's like a tactic with this kind of stuff. So they got me. We'll see how diligent I am about canceling. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, you're not wrong. Um, that is, yeah, this is an incentive to get onto their subscription service because you get Anthem early. But my my problem isn't so much with that end of it, actually. It's fine. And even in its current state, I'm sort of like, well, all right, well, I'm in early and it's buggy and I got a day one patch coming, but I'm on the subscription thing, so it's not that big a deal. The fact that that same early access came to people who aren't on the subscription service, who threw down 80 plus dollars for various versions of the game that gave them the week's early access, they're literally gaining a beta of the game. Like, this is not the final build of this game. There's no way. Or at least it's not patched the way it will be Friday. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the final build of the game in so much as the content is there, but not there is a quote-unquote day one patch that you have now been playing a week early without that I would say is pretty crucial to having a decent experience in that. This is an $80 game without a subscription fee? This well, game it's, bomb. it's 59 I The normal I game... The, the the day one price will be fifty nine bucks. That's a normal, a normal. Oh, thought, oh I'm game. Canadian. It's seventy nine ninety nine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a big ask, at least as far as I'm concerned. And that's a game I will not buy. That'll be a game I bargain bin later and see how people look at it. And I think a lot of people are even still doing that with this game. Well, you're probably right now. You're renting it, and and so am I. And John, I don't know how you did it. What'd you do? That's how I did it. I didn't buy it. Um, you know, I, I had enough questions going into this game that I was not about to spend the full price on it. I knew I liked it from my time that I had spent in the game. Yeah. But I feel like Anthem comes with a whole lot of caveats. You know, if somebody was say was to say, John, should I get this game? You know, my number one question is, are you getting it because it's a Bioware game? Yeah. And if they said yes, I would say then you probably shouldn't get Anthem. Yeah. Because not yet. it does not exhibit the traits that somebody who's maybe a big longtime Mass Effect fan is going to come to this series for. Uh it has some cool moments. Like it has been a roller coaster ride for me going through this game. Every time I think, eh, maybe this game's just boring. Mm-hmm. I get a really cool mission that I love that did that did something really neat. I go, ah, maybe it's all right. But it's so funny to think of it as the same developers who, when they were doing the promo work for Mass Effect 2, they said, well, we we learned something in Mass Effect 1. Everybody just sat there and talked to you. You just stared at them and you just talked to them. And we realized that that was really boring for dialogue. So in Mass Effect 2, we decided, well, okay, when you're talking, you're going to be doing things. People are going to move. You're going to be in vehicles. You're going to be going down hallways. You know, we're going to. We're going to West Wing this business. People are going to do the old walk and talk. Yeah. Um, and they they were like, this was a big revelation for us. And we think it's really propelled storytelling. 
Well, here we are. How many games after Mass Effect 2? And they have literally made a game where people stand in the exact same place (laughs) waiting for you to come and press A so they can barely move and talk directly at you for long stretches of time. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, guys, what are you doing? Yeah. How do you forget the lessons you were supposed to learn along the way on this journey? Well, I would even argue, like, um, and I'll get to why I did this in a minute, but I'm playing, <laughs> playing Dragon Age Inquisition again, partly because I have this subscription. I already owned it, but then all the DLC comes with it, so now I'm kind of playing it in Game of the Year condition and all that. But that game learned from Mass Effect. It was all dynamic dialogue and interesting angles and lots of mocap and body capture and all this stuff. This game certainly has that, but you're not wrong. I feel sometimes like I'm playing Fallout or freaking, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, like Elder Scrolls, the old Elder, Elder Scrolls games where you just kind of zoom up on a guy who holds still and goes, yes, please go do the thing while you're at the place. Like, it's a it's a little weird. It's a step back. I totally agree. Although I will say the character rigging and the facial expression stuff and animation that they do have and the VO lip syncing and all that, is the best they've ever done. Like, it is top-notch. That Cole guy basically exists in my world. Like, he seems as real yeah. as any game character I've ever seen. Like, to me... Some of it touches on the Uncanny Valley a little a bit. A little bit. A little bit. I won't say all of it's perfect. Like, but... smiley guy in the beginning who shows up later, like, he just seems to smile a little too much. <laughs> like, I can't quite tell if he's supposed to be looking friendly or if he's baring his teeth in an aggressive manner. Yeah. He's like, you'll do outright out there, rookie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, geez, he's is he happy? Yeah. How's he feeling right now? It's difficult and to say. Yeah. The other one was I ran into a lady who her <laughs> default position in the in the building mm. is to be casually leaning up on a wall like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then she started to talk to me. So she started to gesture. And she just began to gesture with the hand that I can only assume had its elbow stapled to the wall. Because as she spoke, she did all sorts of fun hand gestures. That elbow did not move. That elbow remained where it was. And then when she was done, right back back to relaxing. And it was, she looks real. You're right. You're 100% right. The face looks real looks like a real person mm. i would expect to bump into them in the, on the street <laughs> but that entire conversation i was just like can you move your arm is something wrong what's going on like i felt legitimate concern for this lady because it was there was still that unnatural element coming through yeah there's there's stuff like that all around it and it's not how do i put this it's more bioware than in its story than destiny has been in my opinion like there is way more dialogue and people to talk to in uh in anthem than there ever was in destiny and it's cohesive i know where i'm going and what i'm supposed to be doing and i know the conflict and i understand it it was very obtuse in destiny one destiny two's gotten a little better but so i feel like they when i first got in it went oh oh bioware yeah right they're gonna tell a story there's people talking to me and i'm gonna have dialogue choices and then I quickly realized the choices were very binary, one or two. It's uh-huh. not one through five anymore. It's how you react, but the result's the same. There, You're going to the same place. You're doing the same thing. You can either be pissed off guy in a suit or nice guy in a suit. It doesn't matter. There's no Paragon system. None of that stuff exists. So I feel like 
The gameplay loop is where it's at with this game. I think the shooting and the fighting is really fun. I think that like any game, no matter how fun that is, if you just present a long-term grind and that's it, there's going to be problems. So that's up in the air for me. But the actual gameplay, the flying, the landing, the killing stuff, the getting out of there again, the repositioning. I played the other night with Kyle for a couple hours, two, three hours, and we had a blast doing that. It was yeah. very, very fun. So clearly they've got something there. It's beautiful. The game is gorgeous. Uh, you feel like you're in these amazing tropical, weird technology mixed with nature kind of places. It's really, really neat stuff. Um, so here's where I'm at with it. And I know EA doesn't have the strongest record in this regard. And I know that Bioware doesn't as a result. But I really, I really want to kind of stick with it to see what happens. Because I want it to be great. And I think it can be. But this is probably one of those games that's going to go through a ton of iteration and patches and tweaks and changes before it gets to where everybody's comfortable with it. And I worry that by the time it does that, it has the destiny problem, which is huge fall off in players. They stuck around for two years and you still didn't get it right. When you finally did, nobody was here or not enough people were here to appreciate it the way uh, Forsaken is on that game. So I want it to be, uh, I really like what I want the world to be fleshed out. It's a cool ass world, dude. These robots, they're like not robots. These suits, javelins they remind me of like they're big paladin dudes you know walking like the guys that are guarding the city that you meet with the lady for the first time uh-huh. it's intimidating and badass and amazing and he's got even like a little loincloth thing like a paladin would have in a in a fantasy setting so it's kind of got a weird fantasy and technology combination that's not i know that's what star wars is but it's not star wars it's something else and so the basis is all super tasty like, I'm kind of all in on that. I and just... some of the characters are really great. Mm-hmm. Like, I was shocked about some of the what we did in those early demos because they have you interacting with the only character so far that I've been like, well, this guy's just dumb. <laughs> like, he's the one character I don't like, that Matthias Sumner or whatever his name is. I don't care about him. But, like, the guy who assists you through the radio is great. Uh, that original bit of crew that you're with is great. Um, a lot of those early characters are are pretty fantastic, and you see a little bit of that Bioware peeking through with some of those characters. Actually, I, so I picked the uh, I want to just say lady voice because you never really see your character that much. So picking a guy or a girl doesn't matter. It's more just no. how you sound when you talk to people. Right. You um, never see yourself I, outside the suit. Well, you see yourself out of this in in the suit, but you're never walking around outside the suit. Yeah, that you can and so see. the the lady who does the player voice, uh, she does a fantastic job. I was convinced I had heard her in something before, and I hadn't, but she does an amazing job. So uh, there's a lot to really like. I do want to say one thing before we move too far away from Anthem, though. So we started a little late because I was having some internet problems, and I told you guys before we started that it was because I was frantically trying to reinstall Heroes of the Storm. And it was directly because of Anthem. What happened? So here's the deal. I was, this conversation would have gone very differently had you talked to me a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. Because I felt the game that they were showing was borderline unplayable. Mm. I was having to deal with all the load screen issues Scott already mentioned. But on top of that, when I did get into the game, it looked like butt. And then slowly details would form and it would look less like butt. But I would go to where the objective was, land and get there and go, all right, yep, here I am. 
And then all of a sudden my screen would start flashing and I would watch my shield fall down to nothing. And then I would watch my health start to dwindle from magic somehow. And then I, what's going on? And then enemies out of nowhere would be all around me beating the crap out of me. Yeah. Ah, and they would just pop in, but they could damage me before I could fight back, before I could see them and all of that. And I was extremely frustrated with all this pop in, uh, both in the world and with the enemies. And when I was reading the details on the day one patch, one of the things they said is that they were working on the load times because apparently Anthem streams a lot of data off your hard drive. Yeah. And they said that if you have a almost full or a slower hard drive, that's what the crux of this issue is. Yeah. So my computer's getting getting up there in years. Uh, I have a really small SSD in it, but I have a really big uh, regular hard drive, which is what it was installed in. And so I thought, all right, well, let's try it on the SSD. Let's see what this does. But I don't have room for a lot of stuff on the SSD. And it was all Blizzard stuff that was taking up the SSD. Mm. So I had to uninstall all of that stuff with the intent of putting it back on the main hard drive and put Anthem on there. But it completely changed the experience for me. Like, I have been playing a ton of Anthem now because the load screens are still not great, but I'm the first person to load in, and I'm polite enough to not race forward and make everybody do the multiple load screens. But man, it's nice to be there and not have to go play catch-up with people. I can see the enemies when I land. The world is there when when I pop into the game. The suit is actually my suit on the loading screens, which that was another error or glitch I was having was I customized my javelin. I made it look super cool. And then it gets to the loading screen and it looks like the default version of it because it's taking that long to load my customizations onto the model. And it it really changed the game. So my hope is with the day one patch fixing that for anybody that's having that problem, you will have a better experience if you have the ability to put it on a faster hard drive do it it makes a world of difference yeah i'm running it off an ssd um and it's still i don't have the pop-in problems you were having so i'll bet we're you and i are probably right where we should be uh pre-patch i mean i think the patch is going to help everybody including us but those load times are terrible i do have one so Bo, let me throw this at you a game like this comes out your way in as a sub or a 80 well 80 dollars to get in early or wait another week and get it for 59 but one way or the other, you're going to pay a premium price for a AAA game. Um, that's the market they're in. So they will no doubt, like I said earlier, tweak and work it out and patch it and, and make it a better experience. Anthem could one day reach its full potential. Who knows? And who knows how long that could take? This isn't unusual for games. Uh, an example of this would be Warframe. When Warframe launched, launched kind of busted, super janky. Its early access period was real weird. Uh, for a long time, it was very samey. And then they really got cranking and made an amazing, by all accounts, everyone who loves Warframe will tell you that Warframe is in a wonderful place right now and that it's truly this amazing game. The difference is they didn't ask Bo Schwartz for 80 bucks or a sub to start playing it or you 80 just because you live in Canada right. to do it. Right. They gave you, yeah, they said, hey, here's a game to play. It's free to play. And if you want, you can spend money on the skins and loot and all this other stuff. And you may have done. I don't. You've spent money in that game, probably. You always seem to support the games I, you like. Warframe, I probably a hundred bucks in or something like that. Yeah. Over the course, maybe more. 
I tend to like to get the primes, and I usually find two of the parts, and then the third one, I'm like, I'll go to the market and buy it. Yeah. Also, slots and stuff. Like, they nickel and dime you pretty hardcore, but I never feel bad because I'm like, I played for 40 hours. I'll give them 20 bucks. Like, right. This is, this is a good exchange. So yeah. since, you're, since you've been willing to do that with that game, and, and they've been willing to keep working on it and make the game you want to play... For what so for whatever reason, I think the only difference here is I mean there's 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 periphery stuff like EA screws things up or whatever Bioware isn't what they used to be like we can have all of those things in our head at the same time, but also there's just this raw ass idea that there's a money barrier, and one of them was a high ask for a kind of unfinished imperfect experience that's probably not worth your eighty bucks versus one that we just know isn't done yet and it will be worked on, but it's free to dabble in. And if I'm not enjoying it now, I can come back later. It didn't cost me anything to get in there and see how it's going. And then when I really got hooked into it, they kept supporting it. And I felt like spending money because I like to support developers. You know, like it's this different track. And for all of the hatred we have about free to play and microtransactions, I think I may actually have in my head the example where I can say, I think I prefer the other track for this kind of game. Like, yeah. I mean, well, I, we don't want to get D3'd. No. Uh, the initial launch is so-so. Uh, great expansion, and then they abandoned it and didn't tell anybody. Yeah. I don't I don't want to spend a bunch of money on Anthem being like, it's not great, but the future's good, and give all that money up front, and then feel like they you know abandoned it, but then not get told. So, And I based that experience somewhat. So I bought in Whole Hog on Forsaken for Destiny 2, mm. and I had a good time with it. But it's definitely overhyped by the people who like it and sell it. It's not that great of a game. Yeah. I it's kinda... like the shooting's good. The story sucks. <laughs> the animation and art is great and wasted on this game. Yeah. Um, the shooting's great, but the levels are not full of enemies. The world feels really empty. Uh, it doesn't give me that Diablo 3 loop, like where I feel like I'm always like, let me get a new weapon or a new mod in Warframe or in Diablo 3. Let me do this thing. The weapons are just, it's, it's just, I, I don't like item levels in these systems. Uh, they're just not special enough to feel worth getting. So mm. um, so Destiny 2, I'm kind of like, probably not going to go back to. And this feels like, that's what I wanted to try, because it feels like that's going to be the same thing here, except a lot of cool stuff in the game. The facial animations were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea that you get to play a transformer. Like that's, it's a great, I think they nailed the idea like of playing robots. It's, but yeah, I just, just too, there's too much, too much bad memories of big companies launching big games, not fully finished and then not following through on them. Yeah. It makes well, me really too nervous to, to jump in whole hog right now. I'm they have thinking. an opportunity here and hopefully they'll, I don't know. Hopefully they'll I mean, get a handle it's on fun, it. Fun is fun. There's no justifying fun. Like if John says, "I just have fun. I don't care what state it's in," then that's all the reason you need um, to play the game. Mm. So I think my I played through the first mission and I played through the tutorial in the first mission, liked it, but didn't like it enough, and said, "There's other stuff to do." Yeah. And I don't think I'll go back to it. John, do you think that Mass Effect died for this for its sins? I mean, I think, you know, with with what we have learned about that game, I think Mass Effect probably died more for its ambi- its own ambition and problematic upbringing um, than this. But, you know, Bioware's in a very different place. You know, sometimes we look at the company name attached to something and we think, oh, it's the people who uh, and it's not always the people who, you know, it. it 
it's very different. And I know I'm kind of going against my own. They didn't learn their own lessons saying um, by saying, well, maybe it's different people. Uh, maybe it's people who didn't learn those lessons. Some of them are the same. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Mass Effect died for its own. You know, I, I, I think honestly, it goes back to what I said last week. Just because EA happens to be the publisher on a game we all like and are excited about in Apex doesn't mean give EA a pass for its decisions and indiscretions. I think EA killed Mass Effect. I think EA is the problems in Anthem. I think EA remains a problem that they need to figure out. I mean, um, we could say it's EA, but we don't know. Like, they also... EA was there when Mass Effect 1 came out and Dragon Age Origins. Like, they were part of bioware at that time sure like, but just like, like developers change so do corporate structures and policy yeah, it's and just i'm just saying without knowing facts i mean we just don't know right like i, I just feel like it's like okay you know red uh, red dead redemption 2 is coming out right and everyone's like horse nuts <laughs> you know and like <laughs> like like people are talking about the game in this awesome way and the same was true of Dragon Age Origin and Mass Effect relationships and the story matters and like there was exciting things about the games and they haven't haven't had that with any of no one's been to me and like you didn't play that game do you realize what's in that game that makes it special they're not they're just not nailing that quality mark yeah. and it's EA it's BioWare they're making the game they're not nailing that mark well I would they say they, I would say they I nailed think they it. know it <laughs> I think they nailed it in 2014 with um I think Dragon Age or, or Inquisition is an incredible game and the irony that's true I missed that one so I can't speak to yeah, it and the irony of all of this is that <laughs> because of this access thing it's like oh you can download all these other games so I downloaded Dragon Age Origins. Um, Inquisition. Inquisition, sorry. And I could do Origins, I suppose. It's on there. Um, so is the second one, which wasn't as well received. But uh, 3, Inquisition, is a, is a really amazing game. And I'd forgotten just how much cool story and very Bioware-like stuff you do in there. It's a, it's, it's a throwback to Baldur's Gate in many ways in terms of you've got a team, you can control them all, you can pause and do tactical stuff, or you can do real-time combat, like... Whatever you kind of want to do combat-wise, you're, you're able to do it. Really fleshed out interesting characters. I'll also say if for a game that came out, what is that, six years ago now? Five years? Whatever yeah. it is. Uh, still looks insanely good. Like, it's a beautiful game running on maximum everything. It's just uh, kind of, I was, I was a little bit blown away. I was like, oh, yeah, right, this is a beautiful game. And I remember not being able to run it very well in 2014 because my hardware wouldn't keep up. I had to knock things down. So now I'm running it at max everything, and it's gorgeous. Um but Anthem pushed me to go, ooh, I need the Bioware flavor. I need that taste, and I need it without a giant lo load screen. What game can I play? Ooh, yeah. Inqu Inquisition's here. I'll play that. And now I'm all pumped for Dragon Age 4 for a couple of reasons. One, hopefully the technical issues aside, Dragon Age 4, whatever it will be called, which was teased at E3 uh, last June, probably get a, a proper announcement this year, uh, will likely use the Frostbite engine like Anthem does, or some fork of it. And man, if the characters look as good and move and talk as well as they do in this Anthem thing, I am beyond excited for whatever the next Dragon Age game is. Can they screw it up? Sure. But at this point, I'm more excited about Dragon Age than I've been since Inquisition because Anthem showed me some stuff engine-wise that I was like, ooh, that's a way more believable mage lady if that wasn't some future robot person, but instead it's a mage lady telling me to go do a thing and... Like, I, I think story-wise, they could really go places. 
they do hire the best voice talent and best voice direction in the business. These games. That's the other thing I'll say about Anthem. The voice stuff is incredible. Although the old guy, Vaselli or whatever, I don't know his name is, but the old guy that's always sending you on. uh, The guy always talking about the wall. That guy. Yes. He's (laughs) he's old. He's got like a Russian kind of accent or whatever. He's the guy in Diablo. Whenever you pick up the scrolls while you're walking around and you pick up one of Deckard Cain's book pages and he's the one that narrates the stuff you do up in um, the, the the snowy uh, barbarian wastes areas. The runes of Sesheron. Yeah, that guy. So that when he, guy. Yeah, when he goes, the runes of Sesheron are freaking this and that. He's that dude. The, that's oh. the voice actor. I looked it up. He's it, the other NPC <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> he's just kind of there, and he's seen some he's things. Like, and let yeah. me tell you about the wall. I'm going to put the thing up on the wall, and I want you to go out there and look at the thing. <laughs> I'm going to always have my hands attached to my hips. Yeah. This is what I've committed to for this entire game, is this cadence. He's seen, he's some, like he's seen some shit. Okay. I, have a, I have a question also, and this irked me, but it's it's this is just, I think, a personal thing. But the intro mission features a story where you were on some defending something and failed, right? Yep. Yeah. And that was the fall of the freelancers. Right. It's when uh, Elon Bald Elon Musk came up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and then so everyone like dies or whatever. And then it's like two years later. And then that young dude is like, remember when freelancers used to be amazing? And now we're like not like back in the day. And I'm like, it was two years ago. That's not back in the day. That upset. That was the biggest (laughs) reason why I stopped playing. I was like, we're not doing this right Right, Bioware writing team back in the days two years ago, and now how they've fallen. Nobody likes freelancers because two years ago they failed giving their lives defending this stuff. I'm like, no, 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 they did not try here at all. And I'm wondering if that gets better or not, but that seemed my suspension of disbelief like just laughed, like floated out of my mind. I forgot. I mean, about we that. all had that in Star Wars, right? When we after we saw the prequels and we were like, man, they really go from lots of Jedi to hokey old religion what is yeah, this and that was true. like that was like 18 years 17 years and like even then we were still like that's not enough time mm. you would need more time than that yeah I, I i think i think the prequels had a bunch of jedi in our faces so it looked like that's all the past was but they were you know a minority and special in the galaxy so yeah, we just needed I, one hard cut to an alien sitting down. It, there's on the like literally one the tower going those people. <laughs> there's one city in this whole game, and it's like you know, freelancers back in the day were great. Now they suck, and it's like you're one city, and it was two years ago. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like too much. Oh also, the anthem is a force. Yeah, no, the anthem is the force. <laughs> By the way, the uh, <laughs> chat room, the chat room's killing me. Wicked kitten says two years is a lifetime. And Mickey D O two says maybe for an anti-vax kid. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that is hardcore, dude. <laughs> Mickey D going hard in the paint. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Walt, Walt doesn't even know you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mickey D would be uh, McDonald's, wouldn't it? That's what we used to right. call him when I was a teenager. We'd say, "Let's oh, go to Mickey you're right, D's." You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Does Ronald know you're here? <laughs> yeah. Does Ronald? <laughs> Does Mayor um, McCheese know about your uh, what you're planning? This is no good. Mayor McCheese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. I, I, Anthem also kind of made me want to just stop playing it. So it was kind of, it's rough. I don't want to say too much negative about it because 
there's a lot of good things in it, but I just this patch Apex. is really going to be a day a day of reckoning, I think, because I think they pissed off a ton of people about the weak early access thing and it being a less than a value because of this janky version they put out. Um, Jason Schreier from, uh, is it Jason? Yeah. Yeah, from no, Kotaku, Kotaku put out a tweet that I shared with you guys on Slack. Let me actually bring it up and read it. Yeah, it, it's actually good. It, it's really good sentiment. And, you know, knowing the amount of research and the contacts that he has, is probably a window to how this actually panned out. Exactly. He says, as, frustra- as frustrating as it is for players who have run into Anthem's awful load screens and bugs, imagine this is even more frustrating for Bioware devs who were required to launch an early version of the game, no matter how ready it was, and that version is getting the reviews. Yeah, like it's a terrible decision somewhere, knowing that your game was going to go out, and during that week, all the reviews, all of the follow-up, all of the comments, everything was going to be about this weird version of the game that isn't the one you're putting out Friday. That's a bad call, dude. Unless things are perfect, that's a terrible call. So yeah, quit doing these that- 19 tiers of which way to buy the game. Just make your game and put it out on a, on a freaking one day and make the game. Just quit with all this multi-tier. I hate it. I hate it. It drives me crazy. I understand it. There are corporate big big wigs going. Well, we got to drive people to the origin thing, you know. We're we're gonna we're gonna ride the uh, this, and Apex is helping drive that. Okay, well let's do more. How about you know I don't know when they plan this, but it's just bad. That's a bad idea from the wrong people, guys yeah. in suits who don't know it's, shit. It's, it's a it's a box launch game strategy for a service game. <sighs> Effectively, that, I mean that's I don't like it. It's hard hard to, hard to change. Hard for them to change. They'll learn their lesson from it. Because they got Apex successful on the one hand and Anthem. I want to believe you guys. And I always want to co-op game to play with you. In fact, when you guys were all playing, I'm like, oh, I want to log in and play with them. Yeah. Playing Anthem and then playing Apex and it's just so much better. And so I didn't want to do it. (laughs) But I should want to do it because I like playing co-op. I like playing Borderlands. Borderlands 2 is like one of the my favorite games of all time just because it's playing with friends yeah well at some point and we'll all so get in there i've yet to play it multiplayer and to me like i see the appeal of that i've played with you know randos mm-hmm. but i have yet to get in there with my friends and be like ah we're gonna be awesome robots together um and that's what i'm looking forward to assuming it can get people to log in but there is a good uh, a very satisfying loop there. Scott kind of touched on it, and I, I don't want to poo-poo it because my opinions are definitely complicated, but overall I'm probably feeling more positive about it, and I feel like I've done nothing but complain about it. Um, but I I am having a good time with it. It is really satisfying to go and do these missions and come back and get awesome loot and equip it and customize my javelin and then go out and do it again. And I really like the way my javelin plays. Lots of stuff like that is cool. There are a million ways they can make this game better. I hope they do. But overall, it's enough for me to where it's it's got that Diablo-esque feel mm-hmm. of I'm going to just get in and do a couple missions and get some loot and have some fun and then call it a night. Yeah. You know, it, and and that's been enough for me. And it's been a nice game to have to do that. I agree. Playing with Kyle was a blast. I really had a good time that night with him. I assume he feels the same, but it was it was a nice. I don't know. I like we played co op things before, but there was something about this. Like the combo system is really cool if you can figure it out. I mean, they don't really tell you how to do it, um, but we would accidentally get combos together that would do way more damage or cause knockdowns or do all kinds of weird effects, and 
learning how those worked and trying to capitalize on those was really fun. Watching somebody poop out a, you know, a rare, a legendary item was always exciting because that's what, you know, loot games are about. Yeah, the loop is good. They need to build on that fast and they need to not dick around with this weak early bullcrap and corporate hoo-ha. <laughs> yeah, just accept it for what it is and move on. Yeah, make your I'm going to put a bookmark in it. Origin's going to get another 19 or was this thing like 23 bucks Canadian or 25 from me and we'll see. Is that what you guys pay per month? 20, 23, 24? I, think, I saw 19.99 for Premier Access. Oof. Is that what you guys pay? Yeah, we pay no. 15. Oh, it's 19.99 in Canada. Man. It's way more than Netflix. Like it's a big ask. It is. I mean, if it's successful you, to have the premiere, you know, a huge subscriber base for Origin, it, it would be a pretty big accomplishment for EA. I agree. Ultimately, no. um, more than more so than box sales. I'm not totally not totally done with Origins, and I'll explain why. <laughs> middle of the show i thought we'd talk this a little bit ea subservice became a thing that i think i like and i like it more than i thought i would it is kind of a netflix for gaming although limited like if steam did this i'd be way more into it if it was this price especially um there's no way that's never going to happen by the way they have too many games but um but it's an interesting thing so here's what ended up happening as someone who worries about EA all the time and never wanted to do much with Origin other than what I had to do with it, last time I literally used Origin was in 2014 for Dragon Age Inquisition and nothing since. Then Apex comes out and suddenly I have a huge friend list there. I've got like all this stuff going on and I'm like, mm, what's this premiere deal? Ooh, that's how I can get Anthem. Let's do that. I'd rather do that and spend 80 bucks to get it early. Let's try that. That then led me to installing The Sims 4. Now, I installed it, and then I got in it, and I got scared, and I uninstalled it. (laughs) Why did you get scared of The Sims? Because I don't know when The Sims got this crazy. It seems like a perfectly serviceable Sims game. Everyone says it's in a good place now. It launched a little rough, like all games do. But, you know, it's got stuff now. People like it, and there's all these add-on packs and everything. I have access to all of those. But... I got in and I clicked just the furniture tab for my house. And that Uh tab went for about 60 miles that direction. And I went, nope. And I got out, dude. I'm not, I can't, my brain, I don't have enough room in my marble, my marble tube for one more marble. My marble (laughs) tube is full. If I push this marble in, Something's going to fall out the other end, and who knows? That could be my social security That's number. A, I'll never it's remember a good it. thing you didn't open up the marble tab. <laughs> they got marbles in the house, right? Yeah. The thing yeah, they probably even have marbles. Like, it is a very Sims-ass game, and it looks like for people who... This is for people who do nothing but just play Sims all the time, and they exist, and I'm, I'm glad they're being serviced. I just couldn't do it. So I'm kind of curious. I kind of I saw that in the vault too, and I was like, "Oh, The Sims." It's been a while. You should play yeah. it. You should play it, Bo, just so we can talk but, about it because I couldn't do it. By the way, quick sidetrack on here because we were talking earlier about how none of us had Origin on our system, but now we all have it, right? Friends yeah. list crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at my order history and my last purchase, apart from the insanity that was Apex, and I think I spent like eighty bucks in boxes. Um, <laughs> And and the premier access premier access and boxes of about eighty in yeah uh, at the cost of anthem incidentally yeah um, <laughs> the last purchase was May 
thirtieth, twenty thirteen. Jeez. Oh, 2013. Geez. So 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Six years later, I'm back in Origin. Because we boycotted it. We said, we're playing Steam. Origin. Blah. And I'm like, okay, if your games are going to be EA exclusive on Origin, and I'm just going to uninstall it and never play it. So six years later, they got me back. Yeah. But, they, right. but you know I what it took? I find out what mine was. Yeah, I look gotta... it up. Look it up, John. Yeah. And it, was... my, my purchase was the amusement park set for SimCity, <laughs> which, which was panned. Uh, probably for good reason, but I, Scott and I were talking before we started recording that we actually both played a lot of that SimCity. It's yeah, quite good. I liked it. I think it's actually it's still good now. I liked it, um, but it had problems in the beginning. They fixed a lot of that, but they but the soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks in the history of video games. Anyway, the point the point that you're making is a good one. Same here. 2014 for me. 2013 for you, John. Do you find yours? How long? Ago uh, that? Hold on. Where do I go to find it? Probably account. Uh, go to up to origin and go to order history. It's in the tab oh, there. Oh yeah, there it is. It'll there open it up is. a web page, and then uh, you'll have to. There's a few. You'll have to click all. It'll say last thirty days. So make sure you just check all and go to the last. Let me scroll back until you see it. My <laughs> okay. first purchase uh, got was some in 2010. Apex Legends purchases here. Uh-huh. Uh, Truth comes out about all of us. <clears throat> yep, we've uh, we've revealed. Okay, so mine is not as uh, not as far back because I did buy Star Wars Battlefront Two on November nineteenth of twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. Well, you're a true. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that is description not available. I don't know what that is. Uh, That's your origin porn pornography. Oh, you know what? It might be for, a Knights of the, the Old Sims. Republic subscription. Oh. Oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I did never I never moved my origin stuff over when they did that or when they made it so you couldn't log into it as its own client. Maybe you still can, I don't know, but Oh my gosh. The they, amount they... of money I spent on Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Yeah, don't this look at the... it. Don't look at this it. This is where the trouble came in right here. Yeah, don't look at any of that. This is bad for you. Don't look at that. This oh is like doing Slash Play in WoW. Don't do it. You guys have no idea how much money I've spent on Knights I mean, of it sounds like you want to tell everybody. T- I say don't. The I can't add it up. It's too much. I'm I mean, on ball, page... Ballpark it. Only count the thousands. Skip I'm on page else. 12 yeah. of my order history, yeah. and it is 90% cartel coins <laughs> for Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> and I'm only back to 2015. You can quit anytime. <laughs> you sound like you had an addiction to me. Oh my gosh, it's bad. That's really bad. Thousands of okay. dollars, maybe? Thousands? It might be in the thousands. Oh my gosh! I so don't know. Let's not shame him. We're all it gamers. No, no, no. There's no shame. We don't no have shame. that weakness, but yes. No, there's shame for him. Lot. There's shame for him spending $300 on a lifetime of Star Trek Online and never playing it. There's a little <laughs> shame for that. Yes. It, it could be in. Shame. It, it could shame. be over $1,000. It could be. I'm not going to say it is. Now, I do want to be clear. This is not like all at once. This is over the history of that game. But yes, that it could be. It's been out for quite a while now. We forget that that's like, what was that, 2012? 20... It's been a while. I don't want to do the math, guys. Don't it's do the bad. math. Don't do it. It's bad. I'm telling you. Well, I, you know, I also... No, I don't want to bring us down. I don't want to have a serious discussion on the show. We'll just say there were reasons. Yeah, I understand. It. Look, it's think of that money as a fart in the wind. You can't catch it. Yeah. You can't put it back where it came from. You just have to let it waft out and stink up the joint. It's fine. Uh, all right. Uh, also, oh, I, don't, I think I might play Madden. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I like football, and I like video game football here and there. It's been a while since I've cared. 
But I used to really be into it, especially back when there was competing NFL games, and it would be fun every year to see who had the better game. And I like that stuff, so I downloaded Madden. <laughs> we'll see if I play it. Madden 19. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I like the games that it has made you interested in. You're like, let's try The Sims, Dragon Age, yeah. Madden. I'm going to get the most out of however long I'm paying for this. So I'll I'll dig through their library and have as much fun as they'll let me have. And there's a fair share of third-party stuff on that premium subscription. Like, Yeah, I've been playing Titanfall 2. Yeah, that's a good game. Well, it's an EA published game, but like, there's a bunch of like um, stuff that's not EA at all. Like, um, I'm trying to think of one. Like, Goner is just some indie game that you can get anywhere, Steam or a thousand other places. Um, lots of little games like that are also available, and I forgot that they even did that. So I think it's not too bad a deal to be honest if you're if you're okay with their library and a handful of other good titles it's not bad it's i think it i mean it's certainly a lot less than me spending 80 or excuse me 50 on every one of these games i've mentioned i know they're not all that but anyway i mean right now it's just turned out as a nice surprise because it's a bunch of games i just get to just try even like Mm -hmm. i i've like 2013 was my last purchase so there are a ton of games in this vault thing that I've never played once that I, I give a try. Mad Max is in here. Uh, City Skylines is always one. I'm like, eh, I should try it. I don't want to buy it. I don't know if I like it. Well, now I can just try it. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of nice. Like, I, I'm really stoked at the number of options there are as someone who hasn't played EA games. Yeah. Ooh, Burnout Paradise Remastered is on there. Yeah. I, I love Burnout. It might I, be time to play that um, again. I also installed that. I just haven't played yeah. it yet. So yeah, like I'm, my hard drive is suddenly fuller than ever, um, and it's just it's a little weird. I can't believe I'm even saying it, but I actually think it's a pretty good deal. I'll tell you what I think in the at the end of the month when I've had my fill, and maybe I won't feel that way anymore. But I mean, if you've already do, played a lot of this stuff uh, over the years, and now you're just getting it, it's probably not as worth it if you've got everything out of it. But. Probably yeah, but if you haven't, if you're like us and have ignored it for all these years, yeah. except for John buying weird space coins and. Uh, in star wars <laughs> then there's plenty plenty here for you and also i would say this if you're a i think this is the way this works if you're playing apex which we're about to talk about again um i think by being a member of this you get monthly rewards for that so you get loot boxes and stuff i don't know what stuff or how much of it but you get that every month um so some people could look at this and say oh well i'll just look at this as i'm paying $15 a month for extra stuff in Apex Legends. Meanwhile, I have access to all of this if I feel like playing something else. So That's what I mean, because, like, how much do people, you know, spend on older games if it isn't on a Steam sale, right? Like, mm. like why not add value to your current launch and just compete this way? It's really smart. Yeah. Honestly. It is. It, the hard part was getting people in. Now they, they found... got. I think they struck gold with Apex. I don't know if they knew it or not, right. but whatever they did, they struck they, they had struck no it big, they and they're going to no pick. Idea. I think they're going to pick up a lot of people sub into this thing. I think I see a ton of that Twitch. There's a Twitch skin, uh, the Twitch Prime skin for Pathfinder in Apex right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, a bunch and of boxes subbing up and getting their their Twitch Prime loot. I mean, that's the culture we live in. We sub for things, so this is an easy purchase, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, if they're anything like how we're feeling about it. Plus the Twitch, the Twitch thing gave you what five boxes or five loot robots or whatever they're called. Yeah, loot robots. Yeah. Also, and and this is uh, you know interesting opinion to have this many years in, but you know back when we were thumbing our nose at Origin back in the day when Mass Effect Three was an exclusive launch on here and we were pissed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> a lot of us were because we like Steam and we like Valve and we thought they're an alright company. They're someday going to make Half Life Three and make great games. And now, like six years on, seven years on, Valve isn't a video game company anymore. Like they do release games, but like my outlook, like why do I care about one company over another company? What's this loyalty with Steam now? Where before I felt very possessive about no steam's the thing they do it right i don't need other apps on my system don't need good old games like i don't want to have a hundred of these right. that was the resistance i felt anyways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, for me it was not wanting a now i'm like platforms. why am i sticking up for valve it's like i i logged into a uh, steam and the top like upcoming game was cam girl cam girl <laughs> uh studio tycoon i saw it yeah so you were yeah and i'm like what is what's going like what curate your damn store i don't want to see i don't want to play cam girl tycoon on steam like i'm i'm not like a a prude but it seemed like you know yeah like oh we'll do it we'll sell you anything for a dollar like it's just like it's horrifying yeah and and it's just i'm just like i'm cool with steam but why am i sticking up for them now like what do i care like it's just another company that wants to just sit in a mountain of cash because we're all too stingy to go over to the ea client or have other clients so i'm like no or, or ea's got a good thing over here mm-hmm. yeah but look at what all our ignoring uh origin got us because it certainly wasn't like this before like the things that we are now loving about origin is a direct result of everybody going i don't want origin and yeah. they were like but please what if we did a vault we were like we don't care shut up yeah and they were like, but we'll give you free games. We're like, we don't care. They're like, we have non-EA games. We don't care. Yeah. And then finally they were like, here's Apex. We we're like, well, yeah, what? okay. This game what you do is free. We'll put your launcher on here. You know, <laughs> I have the Blizzard launcher. I'm good. You know, Blizzard games are quality games. I'll keep that launcher and I'll keep Steam up. And now Origins open every day more than anything else. Well, and I got, I have a kind of a friend at Ubisoft. So I end up getting codes here and there. And the. Uh, that live uh, because and their codes directly for UPlay and not for Steam, so I have a UPlay open a lot. That store's fine. It's not you know there's no subscription thing in there. Although they could maybe do something like that, but it's fine as a place to just launch your game and cloud save your save, and it's fine. Sorry, I keep I keep sissing. Um, I hear myself doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> but can you can you buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey on UPlay? Oh yeah, of course, all their games you play. And you then them. like as a smart not a smart consumer but conscientious consumer. You know, in this day and age, with Valve kind of disappointing on the games front, to be honest, why would I give? Why would I and not just install UPlay and buy it there? Now? Right? Why not give in seventy? Or let's see, what's the split? Seventy percent. Yeah, seventy percent goes to to yeah. Valve and thirty goes to whoever's game yeah. is made. If you go straight to their store, if they have one, just do theirs. Yeah. And then they get a hundred percent of the money. Then you're supporting the people fully who you know, give them more of the money to that company, presumably. So. Because it's just it's, it's weird in the last couple of weeks how I'm starting to think about this. And I'm like, why am I holding out for Valve? Like, I, if they released Half-Life 3 or did something really special or were doing special things in the gaming space, but they, like they, they do for a certain segment. But honestly, they're not a game company in the way others are. Anymore. Well, like have like a thousand know. games in Steam. So it'll always yeah. be here with me. But I, yeah. but I have had the same paradigm shift. I have that Epic. It started with the Epic Store, honestly, because... That's when yeah. I went, ooh, well, if I'm going to get that new Rebel Galaxy, I'm buying it here because this is where it is. And if I'm going to play, if I'm going to play that one from uh, Big Giant Games, I forgot the name, Hades. Supergiant. Super or Supergiant, sorry. I'm going to have to get it here because this is where they're doing yeah. an exclusive launch. 
And once I got past that and went, well, either way, I'm getting the game in a serviceable place where it launches just fine. It's patching just fine. Like I'm not having any, there's not, the technical hurdles aren't there anymore. So what's the big deal? So what? So I have five stores. I do. I understand people like this sort of consolidated thing. You know what? Make a folder on your desktop, put all the desktop icons you've been creating anyway in there. And there's your, there's your consolidated folder. It's a hundred percent a convenience issue in my mind at this point, right. and whether or not that's a hurdle you, you find to be insurmountable or not, that's going to be independent on the person. But I mean, to me, that's, that's the only thing that remains. You know, I was slow to go on the Epic store, not because I was like, no, I don't want a company that's going to do a better job for developers. It was because I didn't want to recover my password. <laughs> it, was, it was purely a laziness thing. It was just, oh, if I want to get on the Epic store, I got to figure out what my password is right. and I got to reset it and I got to re-download it. Yeah. And then for some reason, it automatically downloaded Fortnite. And I was really upset about it. I was like, how <laughs> dare you assume that's what I came here for? You have a store now. You should know better. Aren't you a little surprised that they didn't put the store right in the Fortnite engine? So you launch Fortnite and go, welcome to the Epic store. Go down that hallway to play Fortnite. But over here is the store. Like I'm a little, I'm slightly surprised that's not the angle they took. Like right. put, put it right in the game. And that would have sucked, by the way. I would have been pissed. But like marshmallows having freaking concerts in Fortnite. Like, how long is it like how long is it until they're like, well, this season we've decided to remove shooting and now it's just a social <laughs> space? I don't know. We're experimenting with no gun Fortnite. Last person awake wins. Um yeah, I don't the know. The only launcher is the store launcher. It's a very odd thing, but my paradigm has shifted. I know that there's mu- plenty of arguments and John just made a good one. Um I'll tell you what probably made a difference for me. I started about a year and a half ago using a uh, using one password to sort of control all my passwords. So I I literally have one password and then every other password I have for anything is encrypted with one password. So if I need a new password or I'm put, looking for an old one, it's all in there and I don't have to remember anything. So that was already in place when all this stuff came around. For me to get back in the Epic Store or even this Origin Store, all I had to do was go, oh, I have that. One password, what is yeah. it? Oh, that's it. And it auto-filled it and just did it for me. Like I'm working on getting there, Scott. I'm trying so hard. I'm like that at work, but mm-hmm. at home, chaos. I know. I, and this, is, this was me too. I don't... This is not me claiming to be any kind of higher shelf or anything. I'm just saying once I finally got there and then it, it feels like this is the year where I'm being, I mean, I'm being, I'm getting the gifts from what I did. Like yeah. it's now paying off that I had all of that forethought about passwords. Cause up till now I was terrible at it. I would, I was like my, I may as well be my mom may as well have a post-it note next to my screen that says all my passwords on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the guy in the RPG that like <laughs> leaves the note on the desk on how to get into yeah. the PC. Yeah, one, two, uh, three, four to get into that door. Hey, that yeah. rhymed. I didn't and mean that. Says, right. Don't leave this note sitting around. <laughs> well, actually, I mean it is important. I, I you guys signed up for have I been pwned at all? So I like I come up on there all the time and I'm constantly changing fifty million different it's actually been a while. I and they get... have old, they have old passwords, but my stuff showed up in that thirty six gig recent. Like mm-hmm. they found that thing, and uh, I mean, I checked pass. There's a service on there where you can check your old passwords. Mm-hmm. So it was old passwords, and all my new ones are on there. But yes, it's becoming tedious now. This is an ad for 
the show sponsored by one password and this is no, legit. Uh, this is right. legit. that's what happened to me i logged into my hulu account and it was i just was browsing through it i don't i think i was trying to check what my subscription level was or something like that and it was like here's all your registered devices and there were like multiple different countries on there and mm-hmm. i was like oh no when did this happen? Nobody told me about this. You ruined some poor Bulgarians' family. I, I know. They, I just want to imagine they were sitting down and they were just like, we love the Simpsons. Yeah. And then it just went off. <laughs> no, he learned. Well, I got hosed in. I'm looking at it now. It, t- it keeps track of all the things you've been pwned in. But I've fixed yeah. them all. So it's just letting me know of my old stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Adobe got attacked in 2013. I subscribed to Adobe stuff. Dropbox in 2012. Heroes of New Earth in 2012. Why was I even subscribe even on there? I don't oh, even they, know. Were, they were in the news today, by the way. Oh, what happened? Uh, PC Gamer reports that they released their final content update. Oh, they're finally shutting it down. Oh, that's too bad. Nah. Uh, LinkedIn, MySpace, <laughs> River City Media. What the hell's that? I don't know what that is. Tumblr, Wildstar. There's the other video game. I got, but I fixed all those now. Anyway, uh, passwords to protect them. Get one password or a similar thing. It's something like that. Get a password manager. In the world we live in, you just have too many. It'll make John's life easier. But somebody somewhere, it's it's almost like when you, you guys remember uh, Trillion. Do you remember that app or that program that you could run on Windows back in the day? And I think it's still, I think it's may even still be a thing. But Trillion, Sounds familiar. Trillium was this thing in the very early aughts, probably late, maybe even late 90s, but I think early aughts. Yeah, it would have been the early aughts because it was all about uh, everybody started having too many instant messengers. And so oh, it yeah. took, yeah, it took AOL Messenger, it took MSN Messenger, it took um, ICQ, Yahoo Messenger, everything, everybody that was now suddenly making competing messengers, it consolidated them all right. into a single app. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. If somebody makes some kind of little middleware layer, something may already exist for all I know. I mean, where, we're talking on one that does it. Yeah. Discord right now does it right. Discord does yeah. this. If you, I mean, you have to opt into doing it and registering stuff, but like that's maybe the answer is all of these services plug into a single sortable, you know, Trillion list. still exists. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, but it's different now. Because I want to hear that weird squeaky sound. Uh, It's different. It enables users to send private and group instant messages to your files. They're trying to be more like uh, um, WhatsApp or something like that. That's what they are now, I think. But um, here, here, John, here, I'm going to make your day. Hold on a second. Um, ICQ. Here you go. You ready to listen to this? Yeah. Here we go. Come on, play. (laughs) See? Wait, I thought there was another one. There's like a one where you. Like, I don't know. There was just a sort of shorter one that sounded like a squeak. Oh, um, <laughs> hold on. ICQ sounds. Let's see if we can find more of them. Yeah, let's play them. Okay. They're good. Here we go. Here's some additional ones. Oh, my gosh. There's the birthday. Incoming chat request. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, stop. Incoming content. There's one. Incoming file transfer. I love this guy. (laughs) He's kind of awesome, dude. Incoming Incoming file file transfer. transfer. I remember when the the javelins were respected of the people. Okay, hold on. 
Incoming mail. Okay, mail. Great. What Incoming about? mail. Incoming mail. Uh -oh. Message. Message. User is online. I don't hear the one we're looking for, but I know what you're talking about. That was the startup sound system. Ribbit. <laughs> okay. All right. These must be later ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember any of that stuff after then, but you're right. There was some kind of weird squeaky. Like it just sounded like someone scuffing their foot in like a bowling alley or on a <laughs> on a basketball court. Oh right. Like, ee, 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 ee. Yeah, and I was like, I got a message or something. I don't remember what it was for, but that's what I always remember. And I do remember the uh-oh, and I remember thinking that was great when I was a child. Now I'm like, what was I thinking? I was a child then. <laughs> that's the worst part of this conversation. Is John in like 1998, how old were you then? 1998? Yeah. I would have been uh, 14. Jeez! That's ridiculous! Dodging, dodging online predators on AOL. When I was 14... I was in the movie theater watching Back to the Future. Think of I that. I didn't say dodging, Bo. I was in the chat room pretending to be a million different things. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was presumptuous of me to describe them. you as dodging the predators. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's crazy. Anyway, that sound that makes her goes, that one? I remember yeah. being in an office, and you just heard that all over the place constantly. I hated it. <laughs> Super annoying. Yeah. All right. Hey, speaking of Apex Legends, there's a new gun called the Havoc Energy Rifle. Uh, and it also can switch from a full auto to a single shot beam with the uh, with a mod that you'd pick up. Uh, have you seen the video for this? It's pretty yes. cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of the sound here. Let me skip ahead. Havoc Rifle here. Here we go. Cool. Sorry oh. you died. And I presume that thing is it's so it 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 goes from like rifle to almost like a um what was that in Quake so Two? I've played with it today. Oh, you did? It's out. Okay. Yeah, it's out today. Um, announced it day one day, and then it came out the next day. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically like the Devotion. It has a bit of a wind up, and then it's a rapid fire laser gun. The big thing is that the hit scan is you don't have to be hit with the tip of the projectile. If you walk into it, you'll take the shot. It's a laser. Oh um but it's like the devotion in that it winds up a little bit and is rapid fire if you if you get the turbocharger i yeah if you get the turbocharger i don't remember what it does actually it makes it, it a probably, beam right makes it more like a it, yeah it probably does exactly what turbocharger sounds like and what it does to the devotion so increases it and if you get the select fire mod which i did get you can aim down sights with it and snipe so like an, like a railgun is what it becomes then. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. That's damage. Hard to use. Heavy on the ammo. It takes five ammo when you do that laser thing. I, I tried it with the laser ammo. Yeah, that's but, just um, nuts. I, I like the devotion. For now, it's sitting in the kind of hard to use. Just stick to the wingman and R99 or, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody the loves top, that top wingman, but I am rubbish with the wingman. So I'm getting I. better with it. Our, our buddy, <laughs> I'm not there uh, yet. I'm at... I'm still at duck game levels where I just unload a full clip. And I, I had a good wingman game. I was playing with Kyle and Garrett, you know, mm -hmm. from Enter the Apex. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the world's most last minute <laughs> podcast. I know that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. You mean first minute, first minute. First, first minute. minute. Sorry. It's, minute. it's good. It's good, by the way. No shade. No shade. No, yeah, if you guys listen, was, if you like fantastic. In, if you guys like Into the Nexus, it's like that for Apex, and that's a good thing. It's yeah. it's per, kind of perfect. We'll say, I don't know that if you can enter the Apex, but that's fine. Yeah. I um, entered the Apex. But they had Trixler on last week. Recommended if you're into Apex, you need to listen to it. They geeked out pretty hard. It's it was great. It's very good. Um, so I was playing with them and, and Garrett and, and Kyle went down and, and after countless games, it usually means the third guy's going down any second. Yeah. But I wingmanned it up and three V one, the team brought Garrett and Kyle back to life, got three kills. And it made me realize why apex is so good and why I'm enjoying it so much. I got such a rush of dopamine. I was talking a mile a minute and my body was shaking. <laughs> I 3v1 to team and I was sitting there going like, yeah, I'm the best of the best of the best of the best. I was having this coked out like yeah. fit in my computer. Yeah. Anyways. It also sick. means that you had a chance to do something way more special than these other games. These other games, they don't have this revive stuff. Yeah, or, I mean, they have revives, but the, but there's none of them. Once you're down, you're dead. And the other guy just has to hopefully do okay in, in your whatever duo or, or quad you're running in. In this game, if those two guys are dead and you pull off a miracle like you did, you run their cards to the freaking library and turn them in, and boom, they two more guys pop out, gun up again and go at were, it. I think these were reses. I don't even think I respawned them. Like I think it was just in the middle of the fight that I got to just full res them. The resing system in this is great, but also the card system is great, but they need to get rid of the timer. Yeah. I hate, I hate that you run out of time because the game already has a timer. It's the circle. Yeah. So, you, you know, I don't know. I don't love the That's timer, awesome. But... Do you have video of this the chat room wants to know? Can somebody view this fight? Nope. Mm. No, it's not <laughs> it's a secret apex. It exists as data on I mean, a server, don't, folks. Don't That's record it. all my we all of us don't record all of our apex matches. So no, we don't. For good reason for most of us. Yeah, I'm terrible. Maybe both should consider. I'm I'm up to I got eight kills in a match. That's I'm I'm pushing my threshold up. Uh, that was my record last night. I got eight kills. I don't have Do eight. You want to see kills. a guy unload a full clip of wingman at somebody and miss every shot? Check it out. Yeah, check out Revendon and jo- Scott Johnson while you're at it. <laughs> Listen, I've I got, mean, I've got, I've got maybe eight kills total in the game. So you're getting eight per match. Not per match. That was my, that was my record for most. I'm averaging one, maybe two. I'm so Watch I'm somebody die from falling in a game with no fall damage. John playing Apex. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but like, let, let me just tell you what my slash plate is. It'll put into perspective because I think it tells you an origin, the right. new launcher that we're all into right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, this will be a good lesson as to how you will get better at Apex. Put a bunch of time into it. So, Bo, how long? How long have you? One hundred and two hours. Oh, when did this game launch? My February. Lord, what, what did it launch? Tuesday last week. <laughs> yeah, like a week ago. Like a week and a half, maybe. No, it was the fifth of February, maybe. Right? Because we were talking about a last week's show. Yeah, it's about a week and a half, two weeks, something like All that. Right, hang on, Apex launch. <laughs> That's a lot of time, dude. I don't uh... have anywhere near that. Nothing even close to that. That's why I suck. If I would play as much as Bo, I would be better. Wait, where is he seeing played time? Uh, if you click on the game, it'll open up a tab with details in the game, and it says hours played. Oh, here do, we go. Do you see that? 45 hours played. That's where I'm at. That's it's more than... I hate both of you now. You're both terrible. <laughs> Hold on. I want to just, for justification's sake, I want to see what my played time in Old Republic is. Oh my just gosh. zero hours played. Great. It's clearly okay. tracking it, and it's clearly making me Fe- feel better. It did launch February fourth or fifth, so it has been like 
two weeks and maybe two days. So like 16 days. My schedule and, is and, insane, but I'm going to do this for the for the team. I'm going to tell you how much I've played in relation to you guys. It's not going to be anywhere near what you've done. So wait, how do you do this? You've got my games library. Right click it. Just click. Just left click it. It'll pop up a window. Okay, right. Oh, left click it, and then show game details. Is that it, or what am I doing? No, I mean, you can just, just say you just that. left click it. Just pick a box in your game library, and a tab will pop out from oh. the right. All right, here we go. Oh, nine hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, see, look at that. I'm right, I'm hot on your tail, guys. Watch out. Here comes Scott with his nine there. hours. You've almost got yeah. it. Good I'm lord. Playing that game a lot. All right. Uh, well, that's all well and good. Also, uh, Darkest Dungeon as a sequel. I'm going to play this uh, trailer because it's awesome audio. You don't even have to see it, chat room. I'm just going to play it. Go look for it if you want to watch it. It's all just graphic, but uh, guess who's back, everyone? Check out this guy's voice. Here we go. Wait for it. In the howling darkness of the end, men will become monsters. But hope will ride with those courageous enough to carry the flame. Right, that's basically it. Darkest Dungeon 2, The Howling End. You guys excited? I like that game. Yeah. I'm really stoked for this game. Yeah. They did a big interview I mean, well, over at I need uh, to play Gamer. Darkest Dungeon 1. Oh, I love everything about it, except I haven't played much of it. You should play more of it. It's a fantastic game. One of my favorite. One of my favorite narrators in the history of voiceover for video games in the history of time. I mean, it's uh, good. I want him to just read like Maya Angelou poems, though. Oh, anything. I think that would be great. Guy could read That's anything. That's the best part about gaming. Is it like in the same show where like, you know, what's up with the animations and in Anthem made AAA release and this is like animated, you know, pictures yeah. and it's like. It's so exciting. It's such a good game. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, the problem you know, is it's just very punishing, and I know that's the point. Like, it's supposed to be. That's the design. It maybe got... I think maybe there was an opportunity, and they I mean, they had an easier mode eventually they added in post, but I wouldn't mind a l slightly less hardcore you're-all-gonna-die experience, you know? I think... I think if you do play the game a lot, you get to a point where you can rotate your teams out and yeah. then you send them to get flagellated or whatever. And, you know, like they take rests. Uh -huh. Like it's not, you don't just have your A team. You've got your A team, B team, and C team. Yeah. So you can be earning money with the C team and while you're getting them flagellated or sending them to the brothel for repairs, for <laughs> psychic repairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that game works. Yeah. They're going insane. Send them to the brothel. They'll be fine. Yeah. They got <laughs> Is that what fixes it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's, there's, um, uh, I think like a, a pub, like an inn with like carnal pleasures of the flesh. Yeah. Oh. And then there's like the insane asylum slash churchy place where they can beat the insanity out of you because that's how psychology works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is the you darkest see, like, of dungeons, the darkest of days of this game. It really is. Like everything it's about it is all. It's a terrible, dirty place, but only uh, perhaps a scrap of food will be found there. It's like good, good gosh, dude. I just, yeah. I just what's the suicide rate like in dungeon darkest dungeon land must be really high anyway there's the thing to yeah, play and watch for that uh, when is this let's like see it. coming out they don't have a date but uh there is a big interview with the developers on pc gamer if you would like to go and read more well, i think that's gonna be like i'm playing that on launch game yeah it could be good yeah i hope it's good it, sound, it sounded like from the article that they're so this one was kind of grindy and repetitive and that they're moving away from that. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what that means, 
but I know that it was like repetitive playing just the same sort of areas. So I'm, I'm hoping for something a little more spaced out and moving yeah. progression. I little, think that would be a little more really dynamic, awesome. but man, the art direction, sound direction, just the mood of that game is so spot on. It's just really something else. And it's great on iPads, by the way. They're John. Hey, John, really good game on touchscreens. Just to throw it out there. I mean, I'd probably like it better on my PC, though. You might, but it's perfect for touchscreens because it's it's all mouse it's work. Like, so it's turn based. There's no rush. There's no pressure. Like it's no. yeah, it is perfect. For it's really good for that. So people, and it's a premium game. You know, it's not some free to play thing on there. You got to pay mm-hmm. fifteen bucks. Oh, like a real is. video game. Yeah, like a real video game. It's like a real video game, <laughs> except for Apex Legends, which is kind of somewhere in the middle. Anyway, now this. Let's uh, quickly just talk about all the rest of the crap we've been playing and messing with. So I got into a little bit of Far Cry New Dawn, another big release this last week. What do you think of that? Um, I like it more than I thought I would. I like the Far Cry model okay. The last one I played with any seriousness was probably three. Okay, so you were feeling ready for a new Far Cry. Yeah, I didn't play four. No, I did play four, but not. I didn't like finish four. I kind of fell off of four, and then I never touched the, what's the primal one? I didn't do that, and I didn't do five, this, you know, five that was last year's. I think that's all of them. Um, So I had had some space, so I felt like, and I'd gotten a code, which helps, but I'd had some space between the last Far Cry game and this one, and I streamed a bit of it, played a bunch, and I think I like it. I mean, it's not quite the post-apocalyptic game i was maybe looking for um it's a little more walking dead without dead people if that makes sense no zombie Uh walking dead it's just everyone's kind of a dick and it's after a holocaust and it's 17 years later and you're all trying to survive and scramble and scrounge it's just not two years later no 17 years later not two years later like anthem Hmm. (laughs) Uh, so it is a for me, it's a it's kind of a nice little bit of a return to what I like about Far Cry. Uh, I mean, it didn't set my world on fire, but I'm kind of where the reviews on Steam are. It seems to be pretty well received there. I know some outlets have been a little harsher on it. I think I think if you've been playing Far Cry pretty consistently every time there's a new one, this might seem like more of the same. But because I've been away for a while, it feels kind of new and fresh to me. It's also a little shorter. It's also cheaper. It's like thirty nine bucks. Um, meant to be a, a smaller sort of experience and yeah i like it i like the story i like the characters uh, those twin sisters are way more compelling than i thought they would be as villains i actually um, have heard a lot of people saying that like they're shocked to their villains because people like them so much yeah they're very likable villains like they're i am constantly i i always feel like it's a bit of a shame that the villains are who they are because they would be really fun friends if they weren't so villainous. <laughs> You're like, I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's what I heard. And it's so funny because I watched the trailer for it and that was my big takeaway too. Mm-hmm. Is I was like, are they the villains? Because I, I think I want to be on the villain side mm-hmm. in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're more fun than they probably weren't meant to be. Also, they save money, I think, because the twins are played by the same voice actress. So they probably didn't have to pay oh, as much well, uh, for VO. It really is. Have more twins in your video games, everybody. Two characters <laughs> for one. Anyway, then I also played a weird space game that someone recommended to me. It was cheap. Uh, a little tiny indie game called Arc Savior, which is this kind of arcadey um, first-person 
view ship combat mission thing that I would probably compare favorably to something like, I don't know, running missions in X-Wing or um, I can't remember that old Cygnosis game I like so much. Um, Something Colony. Shoot. Colony Wars. That was it. I don't know if anyone remembers Colony Wars. That was a fantastic game. Anyway, it's a bit like that. Small team, little game, but so far it's pretty cool. Uh, It's very first-person shootery in terms of control, but you do have full 360 XY axis sort of space control. Um, and it's a lot of combat going, the missions are, you know, hunt down these three pirates and then take their stuff and then make sure to blow up the space station before you leave and things like that. I love a good space game. This looked interesting. So I grabbed it. It's 15 bucks and I like supporting small developers. So I played that. And then I still play apex legends for apparently for nine hours, uh, a whole lot less than you guys, but enough to know that I'm still terrible at it. And, um, I likely will continue to play apex legends, John. We've talked about Anthem and Apex. Anything else you've been given a shot? I wanted to give a quick little shout out to Hades because I keep jumping into that game and playing it a little bit. And it's very good. It's very rad. We talked we mentioned it about the uh, Epic Launcher. It is go to the incredible trouble of recovering my password Mm. uh, was that. Um, And then still playing Resident Evil 2. There was free DLC out for that, which is amazing dlc because it gives you the 1995 or 98 whatever year that game came out uh skins for the main characters so they're all blocky and pixely but they're in super high res detail and they're in this realistic looking world it's amazing it is so much fun uh i highly recommend everybody checks it out um it's Every time they had a new costume, I just get back into that game and have more fun. It's crazy good. Yeah, I need to probably get it. I saw somebody had a, it was either a mod or some, I guess it must have been a mod. And I put it in our Slack where they gave Mr. X a thong or something. Mm-hmm. That's yep. great. Mr. X getting a lot of, a lot of people crushing on him, yep. you know, sometimes. Really? I, look, hey man, don't <laughs> let people like their thing, I guess. <laughs> Uh, by the way, the I mean, original game, like- <laughs> the original game, Resident Evil Two, came out in nineteen ninety-eight. You're right. Okay, eight, so yeah, if you do a search for ni- Resident Evil Two ninety-eight DLC, you'll probably see a screenshot or two of what I'm talking about. It's so good because it's these dumb, super high-res PlayStation polygon costumes in these realistic backgrounds, and uh, it looks amazing. That's fantastic. I'm really glad they did that. I didn't know about it. You keep tempting me to get this thing. I'm too yeah, scared. The costumes have been good. They've got, I mean, they've got their remodel retake. Uh, they've got the literal interpretation. So they've got, okay, we looked at the core idea of the costume and that's sort of what we gave them. Like Leon wears a bulletproof vest or something to that effect. But then they did a high res, high detail of the literal interpretation. And now they have the actual 98 skin. It's super good. Uh, what are you actually doing though once you've beat it like how are you how are you playing the game with this new dlc you're are you doing another run through like what's the game what is the game now for you now so i've beaten it on the leon a and the claire a and the claire b scenario so i've been putting that time into the leon b uh scenario Mm -hmm. there's also a fourth survivor mode that unlocks once you've beaten one a and b run through where you play as uh hunk 
who is a SWAT team member who <laughs> where basically they give you one inventory of items okay. and they say get from A to B with just this inventory. You won't pick anything else up. All right. So you have to conserve your ammo and all of that. If you beat the game as Hunk, it gets better because I already see Scott's reaction to hearing the name Hunk. <laughs> you then play as Tofu, oh who Lord. is a block of tofu. Great running through the zombie apocalypse. And uh -huh. if you manage that, you unlock different flavors of tofu, which it all have different items. So, for example, tofu only carries knives. <laughs> or actually, tofu might not have anything, but there's a version that just has knives. Uh, anyway, it's, it's great. There's a lot of stuff. There's now DLC that is uh, three additional survivors. I've heard it's about... It's not long. It's like 15 minutes of gameplay apiece, is what I'm hearing. But... They tell little one-off stories about people who died as a what if if they had survived. What do they charge so, for this DLC? Is this all free or what is this? That was free. Okay. Yeah, all, all of right. it was free. All right. That game, pretty weird that it even exists. Bo's been playing a lot of Apex Legends, and that's why he's better than everyone else. That's it. That's all I've played in like 30 minutes of Anthem. There's nothing wrong with that. I wish I was more like you and I could... I, I, this is what makes me okay at everything. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'll never <laughs> truly be great at one game if I don't knock it off the way I play. Like, I love, ooh, a new thing. Go look. look, look. Like in Tetris 99, which I forgot to mention. I've been playing that. Speaking of Battle Royale, I think that thing's brilliant. But I just, my brain can't shut off and go, nothing else but Apex. I just can't seem to do it. So, yeah, I have like an obsessive focus when it comes to things that grab me. So it's. It's not good on either way because then I miss out on other experiences. I'm still playing The Witcher Three, yeah. technically, although I've been away for a little while. But yeah. like, well, I should be playing that and getting through it because it's really good. But I'm like Apex. You're like, you know what it is. You're like, yours is obsessive compulsive. Mine is attention deficit. So we got like yeah. the two extremes. It's like I can't sit still with one long enough. I I get distracted by ooh look at that shiny new thing coming out of that other weird indie thing or whatever. And you're like total tunnel vision on the thing but i think that just kind of if i want to get better at apex that's what i have to do yeah i mean a lot of it is muscle memory and you know it gets harder and harder with age like i can feel it too just my my ability like i just get flustered in the middle of matches <laughs> i'm just like whoa i'm disoriented you know mm -hmm. like in that so it just it just feels like it takes longer for me to get there but i'm still stubborn yeah. stubborn watching nick is gross and an assistant but um it's muscle memory and so there's no way around practice except to just do the practice. Yeah. Well, so and practice is boring, but it also, you know. Yeah. It gets you where you want to go. It makes you, yeah. to, it, that's how you, as the internet would say, get good. That's what uh, they say to do. Increase your game IQ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get that game IQ up. Get that up. game IQ up, son. Finally, Netflix and Disney are killing the Punisher and Jessica Jones. And I don't mean like actually killing them. I mean canceling their shows on Netflix. Uh-huh. We all saw this coming. It happened to the uh, the the freaking uh what's the name? The Golden Ninja Boy. What's his name? Golden the Ninja Golden Boy. Girls? Iron, no. Iron Fist. Iron Fist, thank you. It happened yeah. to uh the the uh the, Red du Ninja du Boy, the double Daredevil. The double D. <laughs> it happened to let's get some coffee sometime. <laughs> what's his name? Uh Iron Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Right, but all done. Iron Cage, Iron Cage, <laughs> Iron Cage. Rusty Cage. No, uh, show man, Rusty Cage oh, is a great coffee. name for a Rusty Cage would be a great name for a show with a guy who's like a 
private detective or something. So it'd be the adventures of Rusty Cage. And his theme yeah. song would be Break That Rusty Soundgarden. Cage by Soundgarden. Yeah, they'd play that song. Oh, that'd be amazing. Anyway, I that's like it. to think that Rusty Cage is just what they call like had Mortal Kombat really stayed the course to where the kids are growing up now. Yeah. Like that's what they call old Johnny Cage. Oh. I like He's that. He's just Rusty Cage. <laughs> I like that a lot. Maybe our friend over at uh at uh MK headquarters can tell us whether that's a uh, yeah, we need that's uh, coming in in eleven, which is right around. The yeah, we need Rusty Cage added to the game real bad. By the way, I heard from him. He said that he. I'm not dropping names here, so I won't. But he says that uh, he loves this this show now, and then is glad that we're finding a groove in a different direction, and all that all that stuff that we've yeah, been hearing from it was people. A very nice message. I I got one from him as well. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's awesome. He's a sweet dude. Shout out to you. Guy, you know who you are. guy whose name we. I mean, maybe we could drop it. I just don't want to do it. Well, we could drop know. his name, but we need some sweet Mortal Kombat codes, I think. <laughs> oh, look at Bo. He goes right for the jugular. He's like, give me the codes, man. Codes with a K right now. Yeah. Never stop. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> what is it? Never. never. What's the name of the stupid studio? I can't we, think just, of... we just don't want to act familiar. Nether Realm. Nether Realm. Nether Realm. I always think of Nevermore. And, uh, <laughs> let's think of Sarah's name. Yeah. Nether Realm. We're not saying give us codes. We're just saying. Give us codes. Okay. They don't um, have to give me a code. I am going to buy Mortal Kombat 11. I am extremely excited. And that's I'm- been my most exciting purchase was the sale in Mortal Kombat 10. Mm-hmm. That game's it's really good. way better. I just missed it completely, and it's so much fun. Yeah, it's it's really really Nick pre-ordered the uh, the game. I got to talk to him. Someone needs to give me advice on how to teach your, your 18-year-old not to pre-order games. If there's no well, direct advantage in pre-ordering them, like there's no reason. Okay, for hold doing on. It. We can. We're good at this. We've been around a long time. Okay. We need to identify a real stinker and okay. sell him on the collector's edition of said stinker. Yeah. No more pre-ordering after that. I guess is so. it his money? It's is his it, money, like his, and he's geez. and he can do what he wants with his money. He's he's working. He's got a job. But here's what I'm saying. If they're by more buying MK early, he's just getting the standard edition. There's no value in that at all. It's mm-hmm. you could pay that day and get it and play it as much as you could paying for it three weeks in advance and not getting well, sometimes it. Sometimes there's pre-order bonuses, right? But this time I don't. Well, I didn't. You know what? Maybe I. I'm Mortal Kombat 11 does have one. If that's what we're talking about, I'll have to ask him. Because I'm I I'm excited enough to have this memorized. <laughs> I'm just happy because you know what they announced. What. This is how excited I am for Mortal Kombat. I'm just like, what if we just talked about Mortal Kombat right now? Devora is going to be in Mortal Kombat 11. Hold I on. freaking love Devora. Who's Devora? She is. She's only been in 10, and she's a creepy bug lady with like Doctor Octopus oh, arms that come oh, out of her back. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and she had flies that would shoot out, or something weird would happen. She'd create uh-huh, a swarm. She twitched all the time when she was talking. Oh, it was so good. I she's, loved it. She's pretty cool. I like. And are, do we know? All, are all the kids coming back? All the Mortal Kombat yep. kids, combat kids. I think Cassie's in a cutscene, but I don't think we know if the combat kids are coming back. Okay. It's combat kids with a K, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, yeah. characters with a K. I, I really, I, I like how they lean into it and hate it at the same time. <laughs> They've done I'm it like, since characters the 90s, with a K. I'm just like, yeah. okay, Johnny I get it. Cage you have to do Cage it. with a C, which I love. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> The house of K cards has come tumbling down. Yeah. Well, I enjoy that as well. Anyway, 
<laughs> the point was, uh, so sorry, bye, Punisher Jessica and Jessica Jones. Jones. Gone. I just wanted to put these two <laughs> things on the on the block and say, hey, it's not video games, but it's in our wheelhouse. Do we care at all? I don't really. I really like I mean, the Punisher. I knew it was coming, I think is why it wasn't, it didn't phase me. It's just because it was like, okay, well, I guess we got to wait for their shows to come out to find out. I think the Marvel, the Marvel Netflix stuff, people gave it way more credit than it deserved. Mm. And I think the first few were strong and that they clearly ran out of energy for it. What was it? Jessica Jones and Daredevil? Or maybe you got them mixed up. Jessica Jones like, oh, had... We like, she, okay. They're the only okay. two to get three seasons. Like they're, She still has a season but, coming that yeah, will air it, on Netflix, but yeah. But the first season, we were like, okay, yeah, we were all excited for it because the Marvel movies are so much so great and so much fun to watch. Like, okay, we can see where this goes. And it, instead of going up, it went like well, just... Yeah, although that I see last people saying I loved of, it, and I'm like, you want to like it. No, I really it's liked not, the last season of Daredevil. The last season of Daredevil was really good. I couldn't finish it. I can finish it. TV's, it TV's got to be better than that to justify like that many hours of my time. Jeez, yeah. so stubborn. <laughs> it's not good. It's not my that good. Goodness. We want it to be better than it is. It was great. Yeah. It was oh, like, well, also, keep in mind they're not doing they're not canceling these because of any of those reasons. They're doing it because right. <laughs> so they Disney's launching their own streaming service. They're going to take all their properties back that are that are like this. From not all because some of the Hulu stuff stays and there's a few other things that they have. They've got their fingers in everybody's streaming services. But when Disney Plus launches, they don't they want as little as they can in these other services that are pulling people's eyeballs away. So that's the main reason. It's not like they were underrated or people weren't watching them. They absolutely were. The Punisher seasons were hugely popular. I don't know about the second one, but the first one was. It's funny you say that, though, because Punisher's the only one I didn't watch. Dude, well, I didn't watch all of Iron Fist, either. The Iron Fist was bad. Straight up bad. Yeah. Uh, Punisher is the best one, and I will take it over all of it. It's real good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's got that it. Barenthal guy in it with the giant earlobes. He, <laughs> I, like Barenthal. I like Barenthal as a Punisher. Yeah. Do you know that he still demands, everywhere he gets a job, he demands a separate trailer for his earlobes. They all have to have their own makeup room. That makes sense. I don't find that to be divish. I think that's important. <laughs> Got to take care of your lobes. I mean, if you're if you're performing and delivering a gift, and you need certain things to make sure that gift is delivered correctly and have yeah. standards, yeah, I agree. I, agree I want his Punisher costume, little skull shirt hanging from the lobe. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Just like a little shirt. Oh, the little sleeves that got nothing going through them, but just like a little fat lobe holding it up. Oh, yeah. that's a great idea. I need to draw that. All right. Uh, a quick note that we play There Will Be Dungeons on the weekends. What's that? It's a and d thing that we do. Uh, Bo's the DM. John, I, uh, Kristen, and Kyle, we all play, and it's a blast, and you should check it out. It's on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Mountain Time, and we are planning one for this weekend. So if you're around, check out all the details at therewillbedungeons.com if you'd rather catch it after we put it on YouTube. It stays on the uh, Twitch VODs and is also available as a podcast. There will be dungeons.com. And now we have a this. cool announcement oh, this week. Do we? We have a cool announcement? Yeah, we're not going to make it here. So no, <laughs> on There Will Be Dungeons oh, on oh, Saturday. Oh, oh, right, right. Tune in on Saturday for the cool announcement. It's a I very was teasing. cool announcement. I was pulling a Johnson. Yeah, she That's was, how you do it, right? Yes, grab it, pull, pull up, not out, not down, pull it up, and then to the left. And then you tease go. it out. Tease it, tease it out, up, tease it out, down. It's a tease. It's kind of grossing me out at this point. All right, check this out. 
It's emails. That's right. Uh, you can send us your comments, your thoughts, your feelings at frogpants.com slash core. That's C-O-R-E. Frogpants.com slash core. Don't put a K there. This isn't Mortal Kombat. Well, that's what we could have done. If we change, if we pivoted the show to be a pure Mortal Kombat game, we could have just put the K in front of the C. Well, if yeah. we do an episode dedicated to it, we can, for one episode, brand it that way. I like it. We can real t- proud of ourselves. totally do that. Uh, 801-471-0462 is also our voicemail line if you would rather communicate with us that way. Speaking of which, guys, I got a voicemail, and I'm going to play Oh, Oh. I know, right? Um, yeah, okay, let's do it. I'm ready. My here, body's ready. Here it is. My uh, character's ready. Okay, good. Here it is. Hey, this calls for the core. Um, longtime fan since the beginning. I want to mention something for, before I finish this call. I haven't previewed this, so I don't know what it says. Oh, even better. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, I'm so excited. It could go anywhere. I meant to do this before the show and got busy with something else. So now we're going to hear it live. Here we go. Uh, sweetest here. Love listening to you guys. Really don't have much of a comment except for to say that I appreciate you guys continuing to make con- content. Um, you know, I'm no longer in the States, currently in Japan, and love listening to you guys on my way to work. And very happy to hear that y'all have found a way to pivot and survive, you know, these troubling times for heroes and then moreover Blizzard, Activision. Um, so thank you guys so much for the content that you're making. Uh, keep it up. Great work, guys. Uh, huge fan. Thanks. Well, that was very nice. That's awesome. And he's listening to us in Japan. We're in Japan right now. Yeah, he could have said, Scott, you sound like a, a, a penis and then hung up. It could have been <laughs> terrible, but it wasn't. You know what would have been really funny? What? I wouldn't agree with the comment at all. But if just at the end he snuck in a little... But I don't think Bo's a very good DM. And then hung up the, hung up the call. It an accurate voice. It would not be accurate ever. Bo's the uh, best DM yeah, ever. I, I thought it, I think it's funny that uh, that we pivoted because I kind of had this image in my head of Jail and Brack flying to Scott's house to tell him Core's canceled because mm-hmm. it's part of the custom Blizzard. No, he Scott's just like get out of here. We're gonna pivot. You can't control us, JL and Brack. He just did it as a directors. He just did it as a quick uh, <laughs> forum post, which is how they do everything now. Apparently, it's always very impersonal. So, uh, no, he, uh, that was very nice of you, and uh, we hope that all of Japan benefits from our pivot. Probably not going to happen, but hey, that'd be nice. Uh, a couple of quick emails. One from Clay. You know, like the stuff you mold and make a thing out of. That's how you spell it. He says this, hello, Scott, Bo, John, and uh, from the hell that is currently Minnesota. I guess it's very snowy there. I have never written into a podcast, but I have been listening to Frog Pants shows for a very long time, and I thought now would be a better time than ever to try. I think I speak for a lot of your fan base when I say that you do a lot for us. Your weekly banter is, uh, or sorry, in this and other shows has become part of my day-to-day life and brings me joy and uh, to my otherwise long days at work. And TWBD makes my weekends extra exciting as well. I haven't even played more than a few games of Heroes of the Storm, but that's not specifically what brings me to this show. I come for the last stories and overall perfect chemistry between some of my favorite online personalities, and I hope that you guys realize that. I'm excited for your show to progress to more open-ended conversation to see what else is to come in the future. Thanks for everything, Clay. Well, thanks, Clay. It's another yeah. nice email. Look at that. That's I like the pivot. Yeah. We lo- I love hearing from you guys about the pivot because... Well, it's nerve-wracking for me, even still. No, it's like, what do, we, what do we do? What are we talking about? It's beta. Yeah. So it's nice to hear that your vote of confidence, it actually means a lot. Yeah, um, it's a very intense thing that we did. 
and it's not something people do, but and wouldn't Most have camping. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't have done it if we didn't have the the basis that we have. If we didn't have that already, I don't even know that this would work. There are a lot of shows like us that are falling by the wayside, and that could have been us also. But I always felt like what we're what we do kind of transcends heroes anyway. You know, it broke up my our heart this week to see that Lords of the Storm actually even right now they're probably spooling up to do their farewell episode. Oh yeah, that's tonight. Years of that's doing right. community content for Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd be around forever. Yeah, <laughs> like they're you know. So there's a lot of still a lot of sadness there. Yep. Yeah, I don't like but, it. We wanted to carry on, so I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah, I'm too. We got one more email here. It's a this is from Jay Smooth. Isn't that a cool name? Jay Smooth. Jay Smooth says, okay, hear me out. I heard about uh, how much you guys liked Apex Legends from your most recent core podcast, but there is another Battle Royale game that isn't very popular, I think, uh, but I think you, John Bo, and even Kyle from Into the Nexus will enjoy. It is called Realm Royale. Oh, I've played it. I've played Realm Royale because I play every game, just not very long. (laughs) Nine Um, hours. Yeah, nine hours or less. That's my rule. Um, and it says it honestly feels a lot like Heroes of the Storm and World of Warcraft, but in a battle royale format. There are normal guns, but there are also fantasy weapons such as magic staves. Uh, but one of the gimmicks or flavors, if you will, are mounts, special abilities such as flight, heroic leap, and stealth. It's all very cool and fun and free, but it's very unlike other battle royale games. I think you, if you gave it a chance, you might like it. It's not super popular, but I think it's one of those hidden gems. Actually, it does okay. From what I understand, that's one of the more popular, uh, smaller known Battle Royale games on Steam. Is this the one by the Paladins people? Yes. Not Paladins. Um, oh, no, it is. Defenders? No. Who, Smite people. Are they the same as the Paladins people? I don't know. It's I the Smite people. But if Smite it's the people. Paladins people, I didn't play it because it was the Paladins people and I was still mad at them. About no. Paladins. Who makes. I can find this out. Who. I don't think that's them. Who makes. Realm Royale, because I think Paladins was made by Epic before they stopped doing it. Yeah, Realm Royale is made by High Res Studios. They are known for they did that. Um, what's the name of that game? You shot the discs and you could fly a little bit. You had jump jets. Tribes. Tribes. They made the Tribes reboot that was uh, out for a while, a few years ago. Um. Oh, apparently they are having some. They did make Paladins. Is that Paladins? Yeah. Okay, they also make Smite. They're also really good at making games that look a lot like other people's games. <laughs> uh, so I'm watching a video of Realm Royale, and when the guy kills, and you get knocked in that game, yeah. you turn into like a little penguin or dinosaur, and then you kill the penguin or dinosaur to kill them, it looks like. Wow. Well, yeah, I can't do it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Sold. Like, look, here's the <laughs> thing. That's not it. This is anybody, not exciting me. This is anybody not, who is a uh, Blizzard fan needs to tread carefully when they say, "I don't want to play something that looks like something else." Considering all of our games are based on tabletop Warhammer stuff, really heavily. Yeah, but I don't know. There's something. There was something about the way Paladins had so much Overwatch in it, and that's fine. The way they were like. Yeah, but technically we've been in development longer, so when you think about it, Overwatch stole from us. And when I heard that, that was the moment where I was like, maybe I don't want to play Paladins. Yeah, <laughs> Paladins is weird. But they didn't they stop doing that? Or is it still a thing? I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. Them. I'll probably get emails for having a real 
anti-paladins high-res studios opinion i like some other games um all right cheers he says at the end my friend and i love your podcast specifically core and twbd and i'm very happy you guys are keeping it up at core and i love the new format i would have preferred that blizzard kept supporting heroes of the storm so that you and others could keep a heroes of the storm podcast going but i understand as well that if there are no updates in the game and there is nothing to talk about but i feel like this is new direction for core is taking is going to be great and i'm going to listen every single week jay smooth yeah, I didn't mean to be so harsh on the game. By the way, it, it looks like it's fun. It's I just I'm sure it's fine. It did have a big drop off. I'm seeing here in some news, uh, right around the time that Apex Legends hit. Everybody kind of bailed on lots of things. And um, I want to say that I said I'd get called out for my high res hate. I've already got a comment in the chat, but it's from someone named Fussy Bucket. <laughs> If you name yourself fussy, I don't think you get to get mad at people for being fussy about things. (laughs) I literally have built my life on filling the fussy bucket. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah. It's fine. fine. People can like what they like. Go play Paladins. Go play Realm Royale. It's all good. Now he's saying, hey, John, I'm coming for you. Fantastic. (laughs) Well, he spelled my name wrong, so he's going to find the wrong person. Another thing I'm going to be fussy about, the spelling of my name. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Don't forget. Uh, that's going to do it for the show, everybody. Don't forget. We uh, uh, we play games after. What are we doing after this? It's kind of heroes. Late. Oh, we're going to play heroes tonight. Right. We're going to play heroes with our friends. So uh, stick around and watch us play heroes if you're so inclined to do that, because that'd be fun. And we'd love to have you. Uh, in the meantime, you can support this show at patreon.com slash core show. You can find us all on Twitter. Core heroes for me. Or no, for the show. Sorry. John underscore Jagger for him. Bo Schwartz for Bo and Scott Johnson for me. Hey, uh, don't forget frogpants.com slash core and those voicemails need to keep coming in. We'd love to have more of them. That number again is 801-471-0462. That'll do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. Details would form and it would look less like butt.